You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. What a difference the YWCA of Calgary is making in the lives of people. Here's Elsbeth Mayer, Director of External Relations with three real-life stories. I'm thinking of one woman who I had the opportunity to hear from who talked to me about um, she was in an abusive relationship for about a decade and had four children with her with her partner he had um, made the decision that the family should move out of the city away from her extended family away from her support network he um, perpetuated his abuse physically Emotionally, uh, financially, she had no access to their bank accounts or to any of their resources, no access to her family because he'd required that she be estranged from them. And each day, um, he was an entrepreneur, each day he would take one of their kids to work with him so that she didn't have the ability to leave because he knew that she wouldn't leave one of her kids behind. And so in the end, she was working with our staff and and with local law enforcement and it became quite an elaborate plan to help her over a number of weeks and months plan for this escape and I remember her talking about the morning that that they arrived at Sheriff King home and sitting with her children to sort of play and they were they were connecting over something on the floor and and you know playing with toys and she said that it was the first time in many many years and months that she could remember that her kids were laughing without worrying about being too loud and that they could go and get a snack when they needed one because there was no longer control over who could eat when and she talked about sort of that sense of hopefulness that perhaps there was a different way forward and and I think that's you know that a thousand times over is what we aim to do but we know that the real work isn't about you know that roof that day or that plate of food it's about helping women rebuild the sense that they deserve something other than the abuse or the terrible circumstance in which they're living in the moment. And and this same woman spoke about the need to rebuild her sense of safety and her children's sense of safety and that that process wasn't about the moments of leaving. It was about creating a longer plan for security. And another story about help and hope found she came to us last winter and was actually uh, accessing an emergency shelter program that we operate through the winter. And this individual had experienced homelessness on and off for about two decades. And her connections were with her friends who were also on the street. And she, when she came to our shelter, she indicated that she had... Um, that she had recently been diagnosed with cancer. 
And so here she was in her mid-50s, living with cancer and terminally ill, and hopping from, from shelter to shelter to try and find a safe place to sleep every night. And over the course of about two months, our team was able to work with her, get her stabilized and, and connected to an apartment, reconnect her with a child who had been given up for adoption many years earlier because, because this woman recognized that she couldn't provide the safety and security and, and healthy environment for this child. And, and over our work... We were able to create a situation together with with Barbie so that she could spend her last weeks on this earth knowing that she was loved, knowing that she could reconnect with her with her loved ones and with a roof over her head. And that to me I think is something that we often forget about is that people are are going through their days um, and awful things happen in each of our lives but loading that on to people who are already experiencing deep poverty or homelessness who are maybe struggling with mental health or addictions that that there are already lots of straws on those camels backs and a story that reflects the true spirit of giving last winter we had a family who had been staying at sheriff king home and they had connected to an apartment and were ready to move on. And one of one of the team in in the office there came back to her desk to find an envelope. And inside the envelope there were a number of coins. And when she emptied it out, there was also a note. And it was from this little boy who had been staying in the shelter with his mum. They'd been there for some time. And he said that he was going to give us this $11, and I think it was 37 cents that he had saved up. It was all the money from his piggy bank, and he wanted to give it to the YWCA because the YWCA had helped his mom, and he wanted us to be able to help other people. And I think about that little boy or children who, during the flood, held lemonade stands or bake sales to support us and you know that to me warms my heart to have us think about young children who are so compassionate and who recognize that that one dollar at a time they can make a significant difference i think for us we try and 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 are committed to ensuring that every person who's receiving service from the YWCA receives something a little bit special for Christmas. Uh, whether that means that people in our emergency shelters are going to get, you know, a new pair of pajamas or perhaps some chocolates or what have you on Christmas morning, that's part of the commitment. We also have tremendous numbers of groups who want to come forward and maybe prepare a meal or support people with connect, with collecting gift baskets and those kinds of things. And we're grateful for that. Uh, we just had um, a toy drive that was organized by the Calgary Police Association. They just delivered about 300 toys that we'll be able to support women with. And, and one of the ways that we like to do that is actually to give these mums an opportunity to 
sort of shop the inventory for uh, something that's exactly right for their son or daughter. And that's that's something that I think lots of families who are experiencing poverty or, or have left an abusive situation, that they're challenged to do. And so we like to give those mums some choices and and support them to find something so that their son or daughter can have a really Merry Christmas as well. Our thanks to Elspeth Mayer of the YWCA of Calgary for guesting with us on The Strong Room today. For concluding thoughts on today's theme of giving back to the community, Sherry McMillan and Roland McQuee with McMillan Estate Planning. It's becoming very prominent that a lot of philanthropic work is being done in the segment of legacy planning in estate planning today. And we have amazing case studies with the families we've had the delight to work with over the last couple of decades of how they showcase being leaders of philanthropic points of view and showing their family unit how to do that through their lifespan. Traditionally, when we would think of leaving a legacy, we would always think about a legacy when we die. And it would occur at the moment of death and then carry forward into the future. Thankfully, today, we look at it in a much more modern approach. We would like to participate in how we leave a legacy, and we would want to know what that message is that we're giving back to the community. And so we're actually activating legacy planning whilst we're alive today, participating in it and seeing the benefits and the outcomes that it's creating in the community and in our families. And the idea of creating a lasting legacy, you can not only do a one-time donation to a charity, you can set up a private foundation, something that will go on over a number of years, decades even, that will provide ongoing support in an area of of your uh, beliefs. There are, of course, private foundations that exist. Um, The benefit to using a private foundation would be that they're already established, that they do all the legwork. You can name a public foundation such as the Calgary Foundation that has a number of charities under their wing and you can direct your monies where you wish it to go. But if you want to be more uh, in control of the process, you want your family to be involved, you can create a private foundation that does the same thing, that creates an ongoing support to a charity or cause of, of your choice. And I think that's the unique point that you've brought forward, Roland, is that you can involve your family. And many of our clients share with us that one of the blessings of involving their family in the community at this time is that they actually get to be the leader and set the example for how they would expect their family to be philanthropic once they're gone and a larger donation is made to the community. If you would like to learn more about Macmillan Estate Planning's life and legacy approach, we welcome you to visit our website, macmillanestate.com. This is The Strong Room.